0: All right, what's up, everybody? Uh, We're back with episode 16 of the Icebox Pod with 412 sports cards and Icy Ice cards. Um, We've got a lot to talk about, uh, including the Hall of Fame, um, some PWCC auctions, and uh, card ladder updates, um, which I know nothing about, but Robbie's going to explain them to me. So, yeah, we're just going
1: to get right into it.
0: Um, Your... Probably favorite baseball player.
1: Yeah, definitely. Favorite baseball player of of all time. Despite growing up in Pittsburgh, he was always my favorite when I was a little kid. And I was actually just thinking about yesterday, like, when my family went on, like, a little road trip to, like, Toronto. Like, it was, like, planned around going to see the Red Sox so I could see David Ortiz play and stuff like that. So, yeah, I've been a big fan since back in the day. Actually... Unfortunately, the listeners won't be able to see it, but you will actually have this David Ortiz bobblehead that's I have set on my desk, which matches the 2013 short print. So oh, you know, I yeah. got my little David Ortiz set up on my desk. I don't know if you guys do that out there. I put like cards and like stuff like that on my desk sometimes. It's fun. Yeah, I
0: do that too. And you like do you like mix it up, or is it always the same
1: card? No, I mix it up. I mix okay. it up. There's a, it's a rotating. A rotating system, you take some in now. The box you have, I've a couple stands, I have like two stands, and then you rotate them. One of them is in better sunlight, so you know that's the premier position to be in. So it's yeah. there's a whole system to it, yeah. There you go,
0: yeah. I do a very similar thing,
1: it's fun, but yeah, yeah to get, get back to David Ortiz, I was very excited about that. Made my day yesterday. Uh, I was. Been waiting for this vote. Actually, it's kind of embarrassing, but I thought the vote was on Thursday and on Tuesday. I think I screwed that up somehow. But I'm waiting and waiting. And I don't know. I was thinking like I was like 60% confident he would get it. But like not over the moon, because I heard a lot of people saying that he could be second ballot and they would just wait on the first ballot. But I was excited that he got it. And I sent you the video. Of clearly, he was very excited that he got it, too. And clearly uh, was waiting with a lot of anticipation and had not taken it for granted, uh, judging from the reaction in the video.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was cool to see, but got to
1: ask, are you in the camp of bonds getting in or no? I, so historically I have, I am not ashamed to admit that in the past, past years when I was younger, I did not think he should get in, but as time has passed, I have entered the camp of Bonds should get in. Now, you you walk the slippery slope here because I don't know how I feel about everybody getting in who did the PEDs. I don't know how I feel about that, but certainly he should have been in. I I, I do stand behind that maybe just from the fact that his numbers, even before, I think, cause I don't think the PED started until a little ways into his career, his numbers before that right, were yeah. absolutely insane too. And I think that gives him a little bit of a pass compared to like someone like a rod, maybe I don't give that same pass to like Roger Clemens gets a similar pass perhaps to what, to what Barry bonds got and no, that's kind of what differentiates them in my eyes, because they're '80s rookies as opposed to like '90s rookies who like got on the bandwagon fast.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I'm in the same camp as you, but I can't believe that some people were surprised that he did not get in.
1: I would, I don't know why you would be surprised. I mean, those, those you, we've writers, seen the writing on the wall and his percentage was almost exactly, I'm pretty sure, the percentage he got last year. Yeah. And nobody has been – there hadn't even been chatter. Well, it might be Barry Bonds' year. It's looking like it's Barry Bonds' year. The running assumption, I think, for most people, is he would not be getting in. So I don't get all the shock.
0: And I think, too, though, those baseball writers are such clowns just overall. Like, there's no way that they were going to let him in. Like zero chance that he was gonna get in with those baseball writers. Those baseball writers, they are the same people that criticize Tatis when he bat flips, or criticizes Wander for like smiling during the playoffs. Like they're they're such like baseball purists. Like there's no way that they're ever gonna vote for a guy like Bonds. I don't know. I just I just don't did not see it as surprising at all.
1: Also bonds and I heard someone speculate this and I think there might be some element of truth to it judging from like voters, I mean these people can be fickle. and I mean we're talking about what so we got like 66% of the vote say and I think he probably say he had 60% in the bag, okay So then he like those people were going to be voting for him. but you then you just need to get that extra 15%. And it's not like bonds over the years, has done a ton for uh, becoming beloved and uh, becoming no. endearing and becoming yeah. likable. David Ortiz, for example, has been very likable. And not only was he, you know, associated with, you know, one of the more storied franchises, that, that's all on the field type stuff. But off the field, he was a, he's a likable guy. He did commentating and stuff like that. And I think it kind of got him a lot of love from these baseball writers. And Bonds has not done anything like that. You don't even hear from Barry Bonds. So no. Yeah. And I think if he had put in a little work, I think he could have gotten himself there. But like you said, these writers are a little stubborn. And I was very I was disappointed to see him not get in because I know people are now going to come say that the Baseball Hall of Fame is a mockery, which makes me sad as a baseball fan.
0: Yeah, I think my biggest problem with the Hall of Fame is and this does not apply to a guy like Ortiz because David Ortiz was great. Like, he was great, but I, it makes me just frustrated how you can be consistently if you are a little bit above average for a 10-year span, you're in the Hall of Fame now. Like, There are some guys in the Hall of Fame that it's just like, eh, like, you were really good. Name names. For instance, like, isn't, I saw on Facebook today, like, Harold Baines. Isn't he in the Hall of Fame?
1: Yeah, I give Harold Baines the different treatment. Harold Baines did, oh, actually, no, actually, that's not true. I think he got in on his final ballot like he was not on the error review committee i'm he actually i do think got in on his like 10th and final ballot like the real way not the not the yeah. like error review committee way but that's, yeah, that's a just, good that's a good name
0: <clears throat> like there's just some guys there where it's like yeah you were really good but is it like are you really the best of the absolute best whereas like i put guys you know like David Ortiz or you know Future Miguel Cabrera or like a Hank Aaron or a, like those type of guys but it's like are we really going to be like wow Harold Baines is like wow baseball Harold Baines like this is what you I,
1: for I can get behind that I just am pulling up Harold Baines's stats right now and yeah I mean it's what you said it's the above average 289 career it's Above average, 2,866 hits. That's a stat compiling, 384 home runs. But get this, war of only 38.7. Do you follow baseball stats at all? Um, Yeah, I
0: follow war a lot. I think that's... Okay, super- so
1: like you, you need to be at 60 war to get to be serious contention, I think. And David Ortiz, a knock was that his war was only 55 which is very low that's very low career wins above replacement for the hall of fame but he had 500 home run club stuff too he had playoff moments that i think and you know and like playoff success that i think count for stuff but Harold Baines at sub 40 war uh, i i don't understand how someone like that slips in and it's a fair complaint
0: yeah like that that just to me just like ruins it a little bit is like, not to say that's, like, 290 career. Like, that's a pretty good career. But, like, it's not like I'm calling him bad
1: or anything. But
0: is that really, like, the best of the best? I don't know.
1: Well, it. I am defensive of the Hall of Fame, despite its flaws, because I want to like it so much. Um, some guys of similar ilk are – Are pretty i feel like have been have been removed some guys like like tim lincecum didn't even get the five percent and he's different he was a different type he was the he was the insanely good for a couple years and then nothing as opposed to the consistently above average but he didn't even get the five percent of the vote needed to stay on the ballot
0: yeah see like even a guy right here i'm looking through
1: like Roy Halliday. Well, oh, Roy Halliday, I think, is in the Roy Halliday won several Cy Young awards and was very good, I think, for a very long amount of time. Yeah. He had he a was career, a top
0: he had a career 3.4 ERA, though. I mean, that's like good. I think like,
1: that's actually pretty decent. Yeah. I mean, I think that's career 3.4 is not bad. He has Cy Young's though. And he was around. I mean. What do you – oh, you like, Clayton Kershaw's career ERA is 2.49. So, that does put that into perspective. Of course, he's one of the best.
0: Kershaw is really interesting to me. Not to say, he doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame or anything, but that dude is one of the biggest postseason chokers in, honestly, any sport.
1: Correct. He's absolutely atrocious in the postseason. He falls
0: apart.
1: Yeah, that's true. Hall of Fame. You ever been to the Baseball Hall of Fame? I haven't, no. It is pretty cool. It, it, it's pretty cool. I was there shortly after, I think, Mike Piazza and uh, who went in with him. I don't remember. But after he went into the Hall of Fame, I was there shortly after mm-hmm. that. So they had, like a whole big thing about him. But it's pretty cool. If you like, they actually have a Hannes Wagner card in there. Fun fact: There is a Hannes Wagner T two hundred six in the Baseball Hall of Fame. I saw don't
0: they, it. Don't they? Don't they like rent that from somebody or something?
1: They very. Oh. I would not be surprised, but it's there. You, I've seen it. I don't know if it's still on display. I mean, this has been a number of years now. This is like six years ago, maybe now. Yeah. Uh, so it's been some time, but it was there. It used to be there. I saw it. I would love – wait. Pretty sure it's in a PSA slab, you guys. If it ain't PSA, just, don't send it our way.
0: I was just about <laughs> – how would you call me that? <laughs> I was just about to say, I think I might have seen a Wagner, actually, because I think there might have been one at the National this year being displayed. It's pretty cool. But I'm not positive. Yeah, it, it's super cool to see one of those in person.
1: Yeah. my I've said it. My goal is to try to go uh, to Cooperstown for the Hall of Fame induction, but that could be a circus because uh, he – well, I looked actually like two weeks ago, and every legitimate hotel in Cooperstown is, is booked up. So you would have to go to a neighboring town, and then you have to drive in on the two-lane highway through – traffic that i can't even imagine uh because it's country roads almost so we'll see if it happens but yeah any closing thoughts on this subject before we kind of move it along um
0: not really i know that you're yeah ortiz got in i'm just waiting for cabrera to get in so hopefully around what episode like 200 maybe (laughs) or something i don't know we'll see but
1: actually before we get off the topic i want to ask you about cards when's the time uh is is, are there because we are you know i guess you know we're supposed to be talking about cards on here what's the what's the do you believe in buying cards for hall of fame bumps and like if so when is the bump is it is it now is it induction is there an opportunity if it is induction is there an opportunity between now and the induction ceremony to buy to make profit or what do you think on that
0: um i think i just think that'll be interesting because i can't say that i've ever bought something for the reason of hall of fame so i'm not really sure about that strategy I, cuz i had never done it so i might pay a little bit of attention to our tease cards just to learn and kind of see what happens. But yeah, I've never bought for the hall of fame.
1: Really? I don't have you. Uh, I no, I have not bought, but I've watched, I've been a spectator. Okay. And when Derek Jeter went in, there was significant movement. Now this is pre 2019. I think it could be 2019. Yeah. No, no, it might've been 2020. Don't roast me, guys. I, I can't remember. I'm trying to remember when he retired is going to bother me because I, I remember that he had a tops, his last year tops card, I think, was 15, but I'm, I'm not 100% certain. But Derek Jeter, his cards saw movement off of Hall of Fame. And that was in a pre you know card boom world. But I will say this past three months, David Ortiz cards have never moved. They've been the same prices they've always been. I bought that gold medallion card, that gold medallion rookie 6 years ago. Until until like 6 months ago, it had barely moved. And then the past 3 months has been stuff's been on the rise and it's movement in that market like I've never seen. And I've been in that market for 6 years.
0: Huh. The Hall of Fame website says Derek Jeter is 2020.
1: Okay there was movement there then but maybe that's not a good example.
0: Yeah, I Yeah, I'm not really sure. I think the one thing that could really do something which I'm not sure about, but if a player makes a really like emotionally tugging like hall of fame speech and it like goes viral or something, people are like, "Oh, I love that speech. I got to pick up an auto now or something." I think that could be interesting, but That's not really something I'd buy a card for.
1: That's fair. That's fair. I think think I'm obviously heavily biased. I don't know if I'm huge. Like, here, I'll read you the 2019 class. And apologies to listeners if you don't care about baseball that much. But I think this is worth talking about because we don't talk about this stuff. 2019 class was Mariano Rivera, Roy Halladay, Edgar Martinez, and Mike Mussina. I have always been scared to buy the Mike Mussina for the Hall of Fame bump, because it's that guy that's like, "Mm," and I don't know if it's going to happen, but I I think that Mariano Rivera saw price movement off of that, and I would feel very confident about that. I think it's the headliner sees movement, but maybe the lesser guys don't. And Ortiz is the only one this year. So I think there's –
0: Yeah, I think the nice thing about Rivera, too, is he's kind of – considered like to be a goat almost
1: he is he's the only unanimous uh a unanimous i think hall of fame vote i'm pretty sure yeah. i think griffey was one shy if i'm not mistaken i think one person did not vote for king griffey jr
0: well, one person did not vote for jeter as well
1: okay yeah and th- this goes back to the the hall the baseball writers are stupid yeah but, and they, yeah right but this is the type of stuff we're talking about, but I think Griffey was 99.9%. I think Mariano Rivera was the first 100% and the only 100%. Yeah, that's super interesting. I, There's not anyone coming down the pike who can do that too. I think until Albert Pujols hangs it up. Yeah, Pujols will be a interesting one, But that's years down the road because he's still playing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's kind of interesting is we're going to see what the younger generation kind of thinks of players. Like, for example, my younger brother does not remember. And my younger brother is not that much younger than me. I'm 21. He's 17. So there's not a massive age difference.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But like my younger brother just views Dwight Howard as like a really bad player.
1: That's fair. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of in a similar boat just because I wasn't an NBA fan back in the day. So I don't remember the glory days.
0: Yeah. Like that's how my brother is with Albert Pujols too. Like not, not saying that like he won't go in the, get in the hall of fame or anything like that. Like he'll have, I, remember,
1: I remember when Albert Pujols was like pre 2010 Albert Pujols was yeah annihilation it was 10 years yeah. of absolute dominance it was Mike Trout until right now except maybe debatably a little better even
0: yeah is he my brother Re- doesn't remember him like that he remembers him as kind of a washed up guy that like moved teams a couple times like it's just weird to think about you know
1: yeah post Cardinals Albert Pujols is not the same but Cardinals Albert Pujols is absolute yeah. dominance for for three years for 10 years yeah I think he won a World Series too, but that is interesting to think about. David Ortiz never had that, uh, you know. I'm we he never had the the shameful decline. He went no. out while he was still. He went out at pretty old age, like maybe thirty eight or so. But he had forty home runs, I think, in his last season.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm hoping that Cabrera would finally do is just go out because I just it's hard seeing him just play out there and then get injured and then miss like 40 games and then come back, maybe hit a couple home runs, but not really do much. And it's like this dude, triple crown winner and just amazing player. And he's just not doing anything anymore. It's just kind of sad to watch. And I, I hope it doesn't like hurt his legacy or anything, but.
1: No, I don't think that stuff does. I don't think it does. Cause the people who, who saw him in the glory days, remember the glory days. Yeah. I don't think it hurts. I don't think it hurts the legacy. But interesting stuff. I'd be on the lookout to Sneaky play if you guys are interested in maybe a little more investment type esque things. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a buying opportunity for bonds. I, I wouldn't go far enough down the road to go to Clemens, but I would maybe be interested in bonds, learn that market, learn how that market's moved. There will be bonds chatter come July or june i think it's july come july there will be talk of barry bonds so i would be maybe thinking about that even though he's not going in his name is going to be second in line to david ortiz talked about at that hall of fame and i'm sure david ortiz will mention his name in the speech because he's already talked about how he thought he should have gotten in
0: he has oh that's interesting
1: he said that he is shocked and saddened that Bonds and Clemens will not be going in with him because he thought that they would be going in with him.
0: Wow, that's so interesting.
1: Which I, as a fan of David Ortiz, I'm glad that he said because you know it, it, I I'm all for him being likable. So because I I do like him and I want other people to like him, not just from the card. Just because I don't know, I don't like people yeah. beating on the guy that you like. So yeah, right, yeah. It's like when people say tell you the kid sucks, you know, and you're like. No, don't say that. Yeah. Yeah. Moving
0: on, I know we were going to talk a little bit of Rookie of the Year for the NBA because listeners probably know by now I'm a Pistons fan. Cade started out a little rocky. I really wasn't too worried about it because he was injured and coming back. I was more worried about, like, is he going to get injured again more than anything, but now he's healthy, had 34 points yesterday or the day we're recording this yesterday um, at a very efficient um, game, too. I believe he was, like, 13 for 19, well, well above 50%, I know for sure.
1: 13 for 19, very good.
0: Yeah, I know he was six for nine from the three-point range. So, yeah, very good game. Uh, I think it's tough because in every ranking I see, Mobley is over him, but I just do not understand it. Cade has got to be Rookie of the Year.
1: um, uh, (laughs) I'm very pro-Mobley. And I don't watch Pistons games. I don't even, I have not even watched Mobley play that that much. But I have watched. I don't think I've watched a Pistons game this year. I've watched like maybe one or two Cavs games. But I'm pro Mobley just because I think the defensive value is enormous. And also that team is somewhat competitive. And I think he is a large reason that that team is somewhat competitive. Much like an MVP type of situation. Although I know Rookie of the Year is not voted on that way like MVP is it? team success yeah. doesn't seem to matter at all usually, but I think Mobley's defensive uh, ability is a large factor that isn't in the box score.
0: Yeah. It, it's crazy that the Cavs are actually
1: uh, good this year. They're probably above uh, 500, right? Or close or maybe at 500. I don't know.
0: I know they're pretty high up in the standings. I'm, I, pretty sure yeah they're five seed right now they're 29 and
1: 19 well okay and you cannot tell me that evan mobley does not deserve significant credit because i think they're a colin sexton less team granted darius garland's taking huge steps forward no one's gonna deny that
0: darius garland is way better than i thought that he would be
1: i thought darius garland was gonna be nothing
0: yeah, I, I'm right with you. I I kind of thought that he was – I mean, he was struggling last year. It was really bad last year for him.
1: This there's there's really
0: no way around that.
1: This, this year he's 46% from the field, 20 points a game, eight assists. That's pretty decent.
0: Wow, it's his birthday today.
1: It's his birthday today. Apparently, in basketball reference, you go on and they're on their birthday and it says age 22 and zero days. And then it says, comma, happy birthday in bold. So happy birthday, Darius <laughs> Garland.
0: <laughs> yeah. They've look also... at his stats. Mobley is very efficient. He's yes. just
1: 51%. Yes. And he plays great defense. If he can stay healthy, he can for a long time. He can be what Anthony Davis was supposed to be. It's very much an Anthony Davis-esque player.
0: Yeah, he looks wow. Well, I did not realize he was that efficient. But yeah, it'll be interesting because I, I think it's pretty clear the Rookie of the Year is going to be one of those two guys. I don't,
1: I don't think, think that, anyone else is remotely close. Scotty Barnes maybe is on the I perimeter, big, and was, Wagner. Was,
0: I looked at a top five, and Scotty Barnes was three. Somebody else was four, and then Wagner was five. I forget who was four though.
1: Someone else. What the heck? Io. The. I don't think the so. You sure?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure because someone said that someone in the comments. I remember. I think was complaining that he wasn't in there.
1: I other than Io, I'm trying to think of who's even worthy. No one yeah. comes. To mind. Yeah,
0: I think when I saw the list, though, I was I was like, "This is a two man race, though." It's gonna. It be is long.
1: a two man race, but yeah, it, it was, was, was a one man race until Cade started coming yeah. up in the re- closing in on the rear view mirror a little bit because it was a runaway until Cade has started to play really really well. Yeah, i, I I've been wanting to buy Evan Mobley cards for a long time, and I'm sad that I have not been able to. Because Panini uh, is lame.
0: Yeah, when are we going to get a good product? Not for a while, I don't think.
1: I was watching a break of Flawless today for like a minute or two. And they were opening this case and there was like a Cavs Cavs rookie. And they were like, and I was like, oh my God, could it be Evan Mobley? And then they're like, (laughs) Isaac Okoro, rookie Petro. And I was like, what? And I'm like, oh my gosh. We're, I was like, right. I'm like, we're still stuck in, which sounds stupid. You guys who have listened to this know that I know cards better than that to not know what release this was. I knew what release it was, but, but but I was I was sad. I was like, that that's when it dawned on me how terrible the situation is with how behind the printing is.
0: Yeah, we're halfway through the season now. We're over halfway, and we're still getting rookie cards from last year. That's terrible.
1: Hey, but uh, we got hoops, though. We yeah. got
0: hoops. We do, Yeah, go invest. Ivan Mobley hoops base. That's what we hoops need. Hoops base. That's what we need.
1: Yeah. Get rich. Buy now. Buy high. Sell low, guys. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing I need is Cade
0: Cunningham hoops base.
1: I you don't have- want one. You don't want one. No, not at all. You have no interest in even owning one. I have interest in owning one of a guy that I like. I'd rather just go online and print off like an 8x10 and just have that. That is way better. You wouldn't want a hoop. You don't like hoops. I actually like hoops. This might be a hot take. I actually enjoy the product of hoops, uh, not as an investment, but like because you can buy a a rookie card for so cheap. And I actually like the design of this year's hoops. But unfortunately, it would be burning money to buy it right now. So I am yeah. not willing to burn money.
0: No. You know what they should do in hoops? They should put, like, some sort of iconic insert in there for people to chase. Like, not that we need the, more, like... No,
1: no. don't. You don't want that. Because the whole point of hoops is supposed to be somewhat inexpensive. Yeah, but even
0: a product like Absolute Football is pretty inexpensive. And... You can chase kabooms,
1: I guess. I mean, if you like made them maybe if you like made them almost impossible in retail and you could keep the retail cheap and yeah. then like you could have a hobby that's more expensive, maybe I can get behind that's that. Of,
0: that's kind of what they do with kabooms, I think. Or well, that's what cool I was saying, yeah. Is if they get they came out with some. Like, not even super rare or something, but just some sort of, like, rookie variation or something. Like, to make it, like, I don't know.
1: It there are not- a little bit. There are a little bit. There's, like, red backs and, like, yeah. numbered parallels of the cards. You just don't like hoops. I wonder. Where's the love? You know, I, th- I have this miscellaneous style of base cards here sitting next to me. Look at that. Look at that. There's a nice Desmond Bay. Yeah, hoops. lots of hoops. Hoops, rookie. Lots of hoops. I think, yeah, I
0: guess they do have some kind of cool inserts.
1: Although You're telling me the out of 199 foil hoops card is not cool? I think it's pretty decent. I. But you know what I don't like, though? Sadly, I
0: don't like Cade's hoops card. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know if any of the listeners have seen it, but his eyes look so weird in the picture.
1: Uh I, sometimes there's random stuff like that. Oh, I see. Yeah. Eh. It looks it's like he nice just, dis-
0: it looks like he's staring at you. It's like a piece of like creepy artwork or something. Like he's oh,
1: oh, know. this is a little weird. Yeah, it's a very intense stare. Very intense stare.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan personally, but I hope they. I don't know. I just am really excited to see prism who knows when that's going to come out, but when that comes out, I think it'll be very interesting to see like how much Kate even goes for or how much a lot of these rookies even go for because there isn't really a like, there's going to be people chasing Kate and Mobley, but it's certainly not a Zion or Lamelo type deal.
1: No, not. So, I don't think it's even close. No.
0: So that'll be very interesting. I think.
1: Yeah, it should be. It should be fun. Oh, I thought of maybe who that guy was who could who could have been on that on that list. Was it Chris Duarte? I'm
0: not sure. I don't even know if I'd remember.
1: It could have. Okay. Been.
0: Yeah, I think. But yeah, I think with with Cade, it's going to be interesting because. Well, locally, there's going to be a lot of Pistons fans chasing him. I know that,
1: but I do not. I, as a non-Pistons fan, have almost no desire to yeah. seek out Cade cards. I have more desire to get Mobley cards, but that's just me. Yeah,
0: I mean, hopefully, that's kind of how everyone feels because I wouldn't mind getting a couple really nice, not not really nice, but nicer Cade cards just to have.
1: That's fair. That's fair. Well. You'll be waiting a long time for Flawless. It, you <laughs> yeah. should. I will pitch to you. And I don't say it now is the best time to buy. Hoops Rookie ink Is possibly my favorite sticker auto of the whole year. And I will stand by that. Really? Do you ever look those up? I actually pulled a Hoops Premium Rookie ink Bowl Bowl auto out of a blaster once. <laughs> I pretty- sold it for $60. Uh, just to recover the cost of my blaster because well, that's how much they went for at the time. A bull bowl, bowl rookie auto from that base rookie auto from that was 60 bucks.
0: Kate is a redemption.
1: Rip. that's sad.
0: Yeah, Kate is a redemption.
1: He is a nice auto though. it takes time to takes time to sign those cards with that kind of quality Matt. You should be grateful he's a redemption. Yeah, unless you want Sadiq Bay 2.0.
0: Yeah, Sadiq Bay is rough. Sadiq Bay is just a bad, bad auto. Sadly. Because honestly, I think I like him. Not Kate is definitely better, but I'm more prone to root for Sadiq Bay. I think I just does it, it ruin like,
1: does it ruin your desire to ever want a Sadiq Bay auto because the auto is trash? Oh yeah, definitely. I would Yeah, rather, it does for me too. It does for me too. It's very disappointing. I, I would rather
0: get a prism color. Or something like that,
1: or maybe it, like it, a
0: select tie dye or something. I don't
1: know. That's fair. It does really ruin the one, which is sad. You know, it's nice when your guy has a good auto, so you locked out with Cade. Yeah, I want speak. We'll move. Maybe I want to talk about card ladder. And old Matt here <laughs> has has never has never gotten card ladder. And I used to understand the not wanting card ladder because it was expensive, fifteen bucks a month and at least for me that feels kind of expensive and the the quality was always kind of meh but the 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 price has held the same and the amount of power and functionality it's like to the moon on on this stuff now the sales history is quite possibly the best thing and that's what you're missing out on
0: yeah doesn't it doesn't it um connect to uh, like my slabs and pwcc and all
1: this stuff and heritage and ebay and everything that's very and neat. it's better because you've used 130 point we've all used 130 point this is also not an ad this is just me uh saying because i've really enjoyed using it recently it's so fast 130 point it's like this you got the squirrel on a treadmill power in your powering your computer to make those searches. And sometimes it doesn't even work then. But the, the card ladder search is fast every time. It's like you're typing something into Google and like searching it.
0: Really? Which yeah, if me, that's my biggest struggle is, and that's kind of why I'm leaning towards maybe getting it is because what I use to get all those comps right now is only all.
1: Oh, that sounds terrible. I have but- no, that sounds awful. I don't like only all.
0: Yeah, the thing... Because they have that really cool feature where you can just take a picture of the slap and then it will pull up comps for you. It's kind of cool.
1: You've seen that? I've seen that, yeah.
0: It's a very cool feature, but it fails so often. And it, what it'll do is... So I got a PSA sub back today, actually. There was a uh, Dennis Rodman card I wanted the see comps on. So I scanned it and it just... Said, oh, it says, like, oops, something went wrong. So I rescanned it. Oops, something went wrong. And then I was like, oh, whatever. It's just like my card. Because it was a low pop card. So I was like, maybe that's why or something. There's mm-hmm. no. Culture. So I pulled out like a base, like some like base card or something that I, I graded, where there's a definitely comps and there's definitely a high pop. And it said like, "Oops, something went wrong." Over and over and over, and it was so frustrating. So, if card ladder is like a Google search, that seems very worth it, especially yeah. for me because I go to shows. That seems like it could be yes.
1: Amazing. So, like I used it trying to price out a lot real quick that I bought on like IG, and it was like a twenty card lot, and I was just like, "Go, go, 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 go," because I wanted to get, a, I wanted to accept this guy's story post before it sold because it was a good deal but I had to check the comps first and I just use that because I didn't need precise numbers and a lot. Right. And I think there's a little bit of variance in their numbers. I think some comps are slipping through the cracks. That's a conspiracy theory. I don't know if it's actually true. I feel like that, but if you're looking for something that's like, you know, for a lot purchase and you need to be go, go, go. Like you need comps a lot of stuff and you don't have all day. It's perfect. Also, you uh, have complained about the alt features before of the, the valuation metrics. And now their valuation metrics, like you can import a card like from the sales history. It could be like the one, like for one, it was the card that I bought on PWCC. And I said, I want to import that to my collection. And it's not on the ladder. It's like a different card that they don't have. And they import the picture and they import the title into your collection. And then they say, how do you want this valued? we can value it by like the Kobe Bryant player index where it tethers it to like his low end, mid end or high end. I'm pretty sure the movement in those indexes based upon its price, or you can build your own model for how you want it priced. Or you can say that I know that this card, I think that this SGC 8.5 is going to move in price just like a BGS 8.5 would. And while they don't have, and like, I want it tethered to that BGS 8.5's price which is like on the ladder and you can get any Uh-oh. type of you can tether it to cards. They have, if you think they're good indicators, you can do so much stuff and there's so much power in the pricing ability, which I think is really interesting. And that's huge value add, I think.
0: Yeah. That's super interesting. I'd love to just mess around with that.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's it, at the very least it's fun. Like I don't really need those, those types of capabilities that I, I actually do think I need the the pricing but I don't need that like valuation metrics, but it's very fun to like poke around with when you're bored. So I, I recommend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I think the valuation thing always confuses me and obviously I don't have card ladder, but on all their valuations are just so weird. Like I, I think, what did I have? Um, oh, I had a Brady exquisite game use patch and i think that's probably worth i don't know it was numbered out of 12 i believe and it was 12 out of 12 so it was jersey number rare card but it was just a psa 6 because it's exquisite you know super thick yeah bad corners
1: and psa slams that stuff
0: yeah so i put it in and it said it was worth like $150 because that's it was a stupid. PSA 6. And I was like, well, it's not – like a PSA 6 is not a good grade by any means. And if I had it raw, then I'd probably just keep it raw. But I bought it graded. So it's like there's no reason for that to – like there's no way that's $150. And if any listener has an exquisite Brady game use patch that they'll sell for $150, then just let me know, I guess.
1: Let me know if you have a second one. I'll take it off your hands. (laughs) We'll buy them all at 150. I'll buy the whole print run at that price.
0: Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Some of their evaluations are just kind of weird, which I know in the valuation thing, it's not going to be a perfect system. But yeah, there was just some cards that I thought had very weird valuations to it.
1: Yeah. I know we maybe were looking to keep this one. A little shorter so do we want to save some like auction talk for maybe next episode
0: yeah i think we're gonna save pwcc there we're not going to talk about it a ton because we talk about it a lot but there was just a couple not even a couple cards that i thought were overpays a um, couple cards that i thought were a little on the cheaper side i'd say so yeah we'll save that for next episode and kind of talk about where we think the Card market is going i guess
1: before before we go i got one question for you question for the listeners to think about maybe listeners actually could probably just look up comps but we're putting you on the spot what do you think a second a 2020 flawless zion williamson patch auto goes for this is a very hard question what do you think shoot like the vertical patch auto i don't know what it'd be out of probably out of 25 is probably the highest print run out uh, of twenty five, maybe.
0: Yeah, so we're doing on card auto with on a, card
1: like, auto game use patch.
0: Color patch, we'll say probably.
1: Yeah, three color, high quality patch, um, not like some junker patch, like a good three color.
0: Maybe like fifteen hundred to
1: two thousand. I think it might be more than that, but fifteen hundred. I think, I think I wouldn't maybe be surprised because this market is so in the dumps interesting yeah.
0: though i well i guess i take that okay the first couple to sell i, that's I think not well, fair. well you know i'm saying the first couple to sell i think will go probably crazy like three grand or something like same with the lamellos like the first couple to sell will go crazy high like i think like when the product is like normalized down to not as hyped I think it's like a two thousand dollar card. Well, I wouldn't. That's be surprised interesting. If, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the first one goes for like three thousand or something. But I would never pay that ever.
1: Yeah, neither would I. I wouldn't pay it, sadly, either for job, But I do think a second year flawless Jaw patch auto would be pretty cool. Uh, I know they exist. I think it'd be cool, but it's way too expensive. I'm sure.
0: Interesting. There's only one Zion on eBay currently. Yeah. Well, it just came out today. So, yeah, they asked, they're asking 11,500 OBO.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a little high. Yeah. They're probably just seeing what's out there. What kind of money's out there? Interesting, though. A rookie, a rookie
0: horizontal one. PSA ten sold for eight thousand two hundred.
1: What? No, that can't be right.
0: Yeah, on auction, numbered out of fifteen. But hor- keep on horizontal, not not the vertical. But still,
1: what the heck?
0: So I, I feel decent about my two thousand. I think yeah, I think they will start out at about three, just because of the hype, but.
1: Oh, that's a pretty lame patch on that, but I see it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. We'll have to track it. We'll have to report back to the podcast. What do you think?
1: We I was to- thinking like- higher. I was thinking like four. Okay. That might be a little steep, maybe. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if one. I thought, because I know MC Sports Cards pulled one, and I believe that he's auctioning off all his polls. Oh, that'd be sick. So we'll have to, hopefully he does. And maybe in two weeks or something, we'll be able to report on those comps a little bit because I'll definitely follow them.
1: Sounds good to me. All right, guys. There you have it. Episode uh, 16 here. We'll be back next week. We're going to talk some of those auctions. We'll report back on what those Zions actually go for. And uh, more, more card talk as always. See ya.